My name is Quill Taylor, and I have taken it upon myself to record my findings pertaining to the life of a young boy named Anthony Todd. This is Quill Taylor, recording entry number three, written on my fourth day in Morgrove. Entry begins. I wanted to stay inside today, and I really tried to, but it was more difficult than I expected. I was itching to leave and walk around again, so around lunchtime, after several unsuccessful attempts at writing and nothing else to do, I finally gave in. A short walk couldn't hurt anyway. I was hoping it'd be the thing I needed to get going. Everything seemed normal, for the most part it was, but all day I couldn't shake the feeling that I was missing something. I had the urge to visit the library again, but it was easier to resist as the cryptic nature of the librarian and our conversation yesterday had left me slightly unnerved. Besides, I had noticed a bus going through town and I figured I'd go out for a bit and get to know the surrounding area. Hopefully I'd be able to find somewhere to get a phone, as I unfortunately still have not located mine. The bus stop is right on the main stretch of Elmond, so I waited there with two other people. They seemed to be a couple, I soon found out they were engaged, and I chatted with them for a bit while we stood there. The bus came after about ten minutes and I got on, asking the bus driver when the bus would be leaving town, as I didn't see it on the route schedule. He told me the bus only left town at the end of the day. When I asked him what time, he merely shrugged and asked if I was planning on letting them leave any time soon, so I remained silent and took my seat, ignoring a few confused looks being thrown my way. While on the bus, I flipped through History of Morgrove in search of somewhere new to visit. There isn't much, and despite it being a small town, I had expected a bit more as it's fairly isolated from any surrounding cities. I found a page detailing City Hall. Apparently the vast front gardens are open to the public and are a popular place to visit, so I plan to head there. City Hall is slightly newer than the library, but not by many rotations. In the book, it's a wide brick building with similar architecture. I was stood there for a moment, a bit confused. The book doesn't describe any renovations, but the white marble building is not what I had expected as I was looking for the brick city hall pictured in the book. Still, I could see it was the same building and happily began to look around. The marble works much better for the design in my opinion, and the front lawn was filled with brightly coloured flowers and gravel pathways that made the building even more beautiful. I walked around the garden for a bit, taking in all of the colours and wishing I could look up the different types of flowers. One thing I did notice about the garden was the spiders. At first I brushed it off, it's not uncommon to see spiders outside, especially in a flower garden. But the more I walked, the more spiders I saw scuttling across the ground, sitting on flowers and hanging off of the short fences that line the paths. I don't mind spiders. Bugs usually stay away from me as if we have a mutual agreement not to bother each other. But a few of my friends hated them, Martin especially. So I've developed a bit of a negative reaction to seeing them. I suppose that's why I assumed I saw more spiders than is strictly normal for a garden. If there is an amount that's normal. I walked around for a bit more before deciding to head back. I figured I'd had enough of a walk and with the bus ride I'd been out for longer than I planned. 
I passed by the park on my way back. It's a beautiful day once again, so it's full of people walking, reading, riding bicycles, and doing similar things. I found myself glancing around to see if Anthony was there, perhaps with his mysterious guardian, but I didn't see him. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've seen any children since I've got here, save for Anthony. I know it's only my fourth day in town, but, well, I should have at least seen one other child or teenager or... Ah. Uh, entry continues. Once I got back to my flat, I decided to pop next door since I figured it'd be easier to look into these types of things with a computer or a phone, and... Well, I suppose I have a story to tell. The short version is, my neighbour does not have a computer. I can't even remember her... Um... Their... Their name. I don't quite... Anyway, I went next door and knocked. They answered fairly quickly and greeted me with a smile and a good afternoon. We started to talk, just small talk and light conversation, but the topics were the same as the people at the bus stop. I won't go into detail, it's still quite unnerving, but they said almost the exact same things. Something about the weather, then something about their friend's pet or the like. Once I realised this, I quickly steered the conversation towards the problem at hand. I asked them if they had any sort of computer or phone I could borrow, and launched into an explanation about how I left my phone at my old flat, and I just moved in, and that there's no electronics store in town, and if I could just borrow their computer that'd be brilliant. That's when I noticed that they didn't seem to be listening. Their eyes were glazed over, and there was a look of disgust, maybe? on their face. Then their eyes focused again and bore into mine. I'll admit, I completely froze. There was something in their gaze that seemed to hold me in place. After what seemed like ages of them staring, I was about to take my leave when they suddenly blinked. They hadn't blinked that whole time. And they looked at me and said the exact same thing as they had when I'd first knocked. Good afternoon followed by some rehearsed small talk. I left. I don't think the smile left their face as I rudely scurried away and locked the door to my flat. Now I'm writing, and I've had the strongest urge to put my pen down since I started this entry. I don't understand. Why are these things happening? Small things, sure, but they're starting to add up. I have the... <sighs> the urge to stop writing until it's time. I've never had a specific time I write in my journal, but now, I don't know. It's similar to the feeling I had earlier today when I wanted to visit the library. It may be best if I don't give in to these urges. I feel something is off, and I'm not one to ignore my instincts. They're here for protection, after all. I'm going to do something else. Hopefully, since I've already written this down, it'll throw things a bit off balance. Get me out of this pattern I've created for myself. Entry... Um, entry ends? Well, it's not entirely true. However, an attempt to read the rest would be futile, as it's fairly unintelligible.
I do not remember scribbling over two more pages in a different coloured pen, but I assume I attempted to write at the scheduled time I had unknowingly set for myself. I do remember going to bed at precisely 10 o'clock p.m. that night. I suppose I can add some input on this. In the next couple of entries, I recall becoming more acutely aware of these patterns that I had knowingly established on my first day here. I am fortunate that I took the precautions I did, because if I hadn't, I'd have been- Oh, are you still recording? I'm almost finished. We have a I'm anxious to get started. You're agreeing on something, that's a first. And the last as well. We were grateful. I, um... Lovely. I suppose I should finish up then, so I'll, um, I'll move to my final notes. I'd forgotten about my neighbour, though I suppose that's to be expected with this situation. Their reaction to technology is not surprising either, as at this point I've come to realise that technology is still not very well received here. But that's the least of my worries at the moment. There's something much more important that I need to attend to. End recording. The Domestic Life of Anthony Todd is a podcast written and recorded by J.R. Steele and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The audio is edited using Audacity, the free editing program. Thanks for joining me.